Welcome to the Millionaire Next Door podcast with Robert Curtis, CFP, accredited investment fiduciary from Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. In this podcast, we help successful wealth accumulators like you looking to transition to a work optional lifestyle by helping you build strategies for growing and maintaining your wealth. Robert draws from years of experience and fiduciary responsibility and interviews guest experts to help you build reliable strategies to grow and maintain your wealth. Now, on to the show. Robert Curtis has a process that guides him in offering value and service to clients. A year ago, he began working with a coach to challenge himself and raise the bar. Mike Sai is a coach with Pareto Systems, and he and Robert are here to dive under the hood and see what differences a bit of fine-tuning may have made. Robert? Uh, yes. That, <laughs> thanks, Patrice. That's a great intro, and that is 100% correct. About a year ago, I engaged a coach uh, to help with uh, a number of business practices, and normally that's sort of behind the scenes kind of stuff of me working internally to serve my clients, but I thought it'd be a great opportunity to sort of open the hood a little bit, uh, let folks know some of the things we're working on. I am not complacent whatsoever with the status quo, so I'm always seeking to be better and better all the time. And it took a long time to find a coach and a process that I was very confident could help do that with. So we've had about a year working together and there's been some small subtle tweaks that have really added up to some very powerful and meaningful growth and enhancement of how we do things. And we just wanted to let folks know we're doing that. We're getting here in late October of 2022. So before long, it'll be 2023. We have some ambitious goals for just improving the process on a regular and recurring basis. And we wanted folks to get a little insight into that. So, so that's, um, we're, we're excited to have Mike. He's been absolutely terrific and um, wanted to introduce him. And that's what we're doing here today. Well, thanks, Robert. And um, first and foremost, I want to thank you just for the opportunity to have me on as a guest on your podcast. And yeah, you and I have been working together, I think, just the better part of over a year now. And it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you and learning about what you provide to your clients um, as an advisor and all the different things that you do for them. And I think today it, it's going to be a really nice opportunity for, you know, your clients to listen to the refinements that you've really been working on diligently with me over the past year, really as a direct benefit to your clients, working on yourself for the betterment of your clients and really elevating the experiences that they're having. And, you know, I have the opportunity to work with many high caliber advisors all across the country. So I get insights from many advisors as to how they run their business, how they interact with clients. And, you know, you definitely play at a high level. And I've, and I've really enjoyed watching your growth over the past year in, in our conversations and our coaching together. And, you know, something always comes to mind, especially over the past couple of years in my engagement with advisors through COVID, which I can't believe has already been the better part of over two years now and how it's really changed the industry as a whole. 
Um, but I think it's been for the betterment of many advisors to be able to step away and look inwards on their business truly as a business owner and provided them the opportunity to really work on the business. So I always look for silver linings during, you know, potentially difficult situations. So I would love to just get your feedback as how maybe COVID has, has given you an opportunity to spend some time working on those refinements in your business and what that's meant to you. Yeah. Yeah. That, Absolutely. We we expounded upon this a little bit offline, so it's a pretty broad question. Uh, I do remember very distinctly, as, as probably everyone did, when COVID hit, when lockdown happened, we pivoted very quickly, thank goodness, through my firm and whatnot with technology. We were able to work from home. I was able to come into the office, which is you know about four miles from my home. We have a very small office. So I wasn't like shut out of my office, thank, thank goodness. So I, I had it pretty good. We were deemed essential service workers right from the get-go uh, in that the markets uh, stayed open, people needed access to their funds. So we were sort of called into duty. But um, you know how I viewed it and the silver linings, I, I really do see an enormous amount of silver linings uh, something really changed in me. Something just definitely clicked because obviously there was a lot of chaos, a lot of confusion. Uh, things were being shut down. Uh, we were working from home, but I saw it as this major call to action to up the game, to work on myself. We, we were given some time, more time with your family at home, maybe making these adjustments, but I, I really started going to work uh, thinking about how I was going to communicate with clients, how I was going to get stay engaged in the process. I, I created a, a number of videos. There's about 15 videos, short videos that are on uh, my firm's website we've sent out over time. So that was really instructive and in helping me understand what I was actually doing and how I was differentiating uh, relative to maybe some ad other advisory practices or other people in my space. And I started listening to a lot of podcasts. Interestingly, I found this just great. I'd be walking my dog all the time, uh, driving around some, some great, great podcasts. And somewhere along the line, I came up with the theme of why don't we start a podcast, uh, The Millionaire Next Door, we're 16 podcasts into that right now. And I appreciate you being on as a guest. I'm starting to bring on a number of guests. I have a bunch lined up, but the silver linings, I would have never, never done that. And so I learned to work remotely, uh, you know, with my team, we have all kinds of systems set up where we can connect wherever we're traveling, whether it's on vacation with the family or commuting to a symposium or traveling uh, to and from a client meeting. So many things just changed and probably for the better. I, I went to work on every level. Uh, I'm, as you may know, I'm pretty into health and diet, things like that. But mm -hmm. um, right then and there, I upped my, I upped my regimen in terms of like supplements, my attention to sleep, to my exercise routine, to really taking uh, very good care of myself. Somewhere along the line, I realized probably the best way to take great care of clients is to take impeccable care of yourself. 
Uh, they deserve that. They don't want someone coming in who's sleep deprived and run down and stressed out because their ability to perform at their best is going to be extremely suboptimal, you know? So went to work on all that, just little things like if I feel a little scratch in my throat, if I'm run down, if I'm burning the candle at both ends, I'm, I'm more attentive probably because we were in the context of this global pandemic and it was really important to stay healthy and sort of um, obviously avoid the, the coronavirus, but uh, you know, really keep your own immune system tuned up because that's going to sure. be your most effective method to fight anything because these things are out there. So I took that down into my business too. There was, I just didn't want to be complacent about things I hated seeing time go by without meaningful improvements. A lot of people were experiencing a lot of stress and anxiety, and they still are. But we wanted to up our process to make it much better. And so I engaged uh, you and Pareto Systems uh, approximately a year ago. We meet every two weeks. Uh, they, I'm given a lot of homework or things to work on. But we've dialed in so many processes. It gave me a chance to really almost deconstruct the whole, not, not that anything wasn't going extremely well prior to that, but it could always be a little bit better. So if, you know, if we're trying to make it 10% better over time, which, which is a giant jump, we're going to be looking at maybe 10, 1% improvements versus one 10% improvement. That's probably... Mm -hmm a really, really tall order. And I actually picked that up from uh, something I was reading from Justin Rose, who's a professional golfer. That's his approach to these things. And, and when, you th when you think about someone like Justin Rose and engaging a coach, maybe he has a swing coach. I'm pretty sure he does. And on any mm -hmm. given day, probably any day, there's no way that swing coach could ever beat Justin Rose on the golf course. But yet, he's able to see things that Justin Rose can't do and incorporate it. There's a lot of value. So I've had a lot of value. Uh, I've sort of learned how to be coachable. I've engaged coaches in other areas of my life that have really, really been impactful over time. There's so many little things. I, I don't want to expound too long on this, but even, you know, we're thrust into a lot of uncomfortable positions with markets moving around and just some of the life situations. Uh, some of the coaching, which is a little bit unrelated, but I, and some of my mindset wise, I started adopting a practice of trying to regularly put myself into uncomfortable positions or do things I should say out of my comfort zone, which sounds a little bit odd to most folks because I think our society and a lot of folks are just are very geared towards staying in their comfort zone and not getting out of that comfort zone. And why would you want to leave that? But if you're used to regularly being sort of thrust into that, then when you are thrust into that involuntarily, I think it makes it easier to, to respond and work through those processes and they're less stressful. So I've learned how to center. I do all kinds of breath work, you know, learning from everyone from big wave surfers to free divers to people who are really, really pretty amazing. Um, it goes way above financial advisory and planning, but I think it helps me be better at what I do. So yeah. um, family wise, I appreciate my family. I obviously just appreciate health. 
and life and nature and simple little things like a simple walk outside. I've gotten much, much closer to my dogs and my pets, which sounds kind of funny, but um, (laughs) I think it's good. There's a lot of people who get a lot of comfort out of that. And, you know, historically, I guess man or mankind has had a pretty tight relationship, right? With Mm -hmm. their dogs and working in, in tribes and things like that and helping with hunting. So it's, it's, it's been good. You know, it's been really good. We've adapted and I just feel much stronger and I don't know if clients can tell the difference, but like I'm much better able to respond to their situations and, and give them guidance. So sure. um, I could probably go on the whole podcast. I've seen an enormous amount of silver linings. It's been really beneficial and I've had huge growth personally through the time frame. So I guess I'm extremely grateful for that. Yeah, that's great, Robert. And I I appreciate that insight as I've gotten to know you more over the past year. I think it's always good for your clients to listen to just just like them. You have goals, you have aspirations, you have things that are important to you, but you you take what you do seriously. Um, not not just as as an individual, but as as really uh, someone who provides guidance to your clients. You understand what's important to them first and foremost, with really a focus just in our conversation on things that you know you can control. And and I think COVID has added another layer to our, our, our lives about things that are just out of our control, something that we never saw coming, which really leads to, you know, thinking about financial planning and what that means to our lives, that there's so many things that are out of our control Things that we sometimes don't necessarily want to think about, um, but you know, you help your clients in preparing for those things that may be random or unexpected. And I think COVID just highlighted a lot of that for individuals. Am I going to be okay? And you know, that's where you step in, and you've been able to be that voice of reason for a lot of individuals and provide a unique perspective just based on your experiences and all the years that you've been in this industry and been in this business and been dealing with clients. And that kind of leads me back to the importance of having a well-developed and refined process. And I think over the past year, it's given you the ability to really focus on the importance of that and how that directly benefits your clients and talking to them about what matters most in their lives, knowing well what you can control, again, with so much uncertainty out there. So Maybe maybe talk to us a little bit more about how the development of your process has allowed you to, in, in conversation and planning, focus on what matters most to your clients with, with really a focus on what you can control. Yeah, for, for sure. And your, your, um, our work together has helped me really dial this in. So there is a really developed and refined process. We've actually given it a name our process, objective, uh, unemotional, and rules-based. But um, there are many facets to that. I I did an entire podcast on what I call my fit process. I I don't know if we could ever link. I don't remember which one it is in the series at this point, Patrice, but we really pairing with choosing who you're going to work with uh, on both sides and having sort of a mutual thumbs up We get so into things with our clients on so many levels that are far beyond just investment management. 
uh, really serious life situations and goals and aspirations. So, you know, making sure there's a good fit there, but that's one process. There's obviously our investment process, our scheduling process, you know, our introduction process. Will, will we even work with someone? There's just so many different processes. Uh, another would just be explaining comprehensively what we do, which a lot of times clients don't fully in, understand all the things we're capable of. They sort of get what we've done for them up to this point. But as their situation, as their lives evolve, as their needs evolve, sometimes new elements will be brought in that will solve an issue. And they, they may not have had their, their eyes open to this before, but we can introduce those and we bake those into our process. But, but it's all one big process. And so when they're dealing with us, we, we make continual reference to we have a process. It's our people, um, you know, our practice and our process. So we, we really rely on the process. Um, you mentioned also this, what, what we can control, you know, and so I've also referenced quite a bit on the podcast, but I think it needs to be restated because it's so important. There's this big emphasis on what we can, tr- can control and also understanding the client intimately to understand what really matters to that client. Um, and we do that through what we call form, which is another process, but fa- you know, knowing about their family, their occupational goals, their recreational sort of bucket list, things they're trying to achieve. And then M, just the money, what, what, what we can work around that, but, but understanding the values on everything. Um, where those two live together, so if you were to think of two concentric rings, what matters and what we can control, if, if, if they matter and we can control it, we really focus a lot there. If it's if we can't control it, we're probably going to put less emphasis. If it doesn't matter, we're not going to pay a lot of attention to it. So we're, we're very laser focused. And, and I do want to um, just give a side comment as I, um, you know, as I go through life and deal with situations, I'm becoming much more aware there is much more that is not in our control than what is in our control. Our perception that we can control everything is just is crazy. <laughs> so even, mm-hmm. even today, like a big thing is my schedule is just a giant thing that how do we manage and control that? So I had a pretty major meeting that needed to happen with a new, new client that was introduced uh, today at five. Turns out it's my wife's birthday today. Um, I would try, I thought we'd be done in time. There were some other things that were thrown on my calendar. <laughs> The, the doctor who we were introduced, who's actually requested because his wife had an issue and moving it to tomorrow. So these mm-hmm. things resolved themselves. Um, we had a few other things thrown into our calendar. I got another introduction that we, we were trying to fit into the schedule because it was a really acute need to meet with them on Thursday. I get a call this morning after I'd baked in the time and done some work. Uh, believe it or not, the, the, the woman... Who I've not yet met with, she's really concerned and freaked out and anxious about the market. So she wants to put the meeting off till January, to which I'm thinking with the people who referred me in that that's exactly the reason we should be meeting now is to talk through these things. Um, 
you know, and see what's up. But she's sort of pushing it off a little deer in the headlights. So I think we'll get that opportunity. But to the bigger point, just saying um, what you can control. So my whole schedule changed and it freed up other things. And um, I've just become much better at adapting to that and, and meeting people where they're at. But I'm very scheduled. We have things that are very recurring um, when we have our strategy and tactical meetings with clients, say every 90 days, we immediately schedule the new one just so that they know what to expect. Most of our interactions are scheduled unless there's something that, that really comes up. But we, you know, we, we really cannot control markets. We, we follow them closely, but we focus on what, what we can control and what matters to clients. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Robert talking about the whole control piece. This is a conversation that I have with, with so many advisors. And I think clients in many instances, we get caught up in returns. We get caught up in what we're seeing on the media and it does bring a, a, a form of apprehension and angst amongst, um, amongst ourselves. You know, are we going to be okay? What does this all mean to us. And the fact that you take a different approach with your clients, truly being a steward, you know, living in, in more of a consultative role with your clients, being that being that voice of reason by by you having a well-developed and refined process, I think it helps individuals kind of refocus on what's of utmost importance to them. This is truly about goals-based planning. You know, how will the markets relate to what is important to me? How is this going to affect my life? And it's been a long time since we've seen market volatility that's lasted the way that it has. I mean, probably longer than a decade now. So I can understand the apprehensions of many of your clients. And this is why, in my opinion, and I'm sure you feel the same way, planning is so important, especially more now than ever in meeting with somebody like you that can help be that steward be that guide for somebody is really important you know we talk a lot about in in the matters and the control and people's family their livelihoods what they enjoy doing recreationally is is what's going on in the markets going to affect that i mean even when the markets are good you know if if we tend to beat the s p in one year i mean is that really going to change our lives Probably not, but we get so caught up in returns and portfolios and products. But like you had alluded to earlier, it really is about the people and about the practice and, and the process. So, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, critical life and financial events. And I think that's a really important thing to focus on about what's important today. But what about the random and unexpected things that may unfold as our lives continue to, yeah. you know, unfold, our needs will evolve over time. So kind of talk to me about your interactions with, with, with your clients and how you've been able to deal with that. Yeah, the, um, that is really encapsulates it very well. We're, we're focused on results, obviously, uh, but we're looking at very deep matters and values for them. And, um, I think people are sort of trained to think about performance, but, but against what, you know, you talk about planning mm -hmm. early on years ago, I did hundreds of plans, very comprehensive, you know, it was a book, there was some interactive software. They were great, 
Um, but as I've evolved through the process and it's, I've been doing this 25 years and it, it, it's not just, you know, one year, 25 times. I mean, it's a very iterative process where it grows and expands, um, you know, as time goes on. Right. Um, there's a lot of, um, power to that and, uh, synergies. So at any rate, planning is very much of a process, an ongoing process. And a lot of that's through dialogue and COVID catalyzed a lot of things for people. I saw early retirements. We see a lot of, um, I have a number of clients with diagnoses of, you know, cancer and things like that right now, diminished capacity. I'm being brought on a lot, um, you know, by adult children who are having to deal with their parents beginning the process of diminished capacity or maybe further a little bit down the line. Those are things you plan around. Uh, I have a very, very dear client who lost her, uh, her only child, you know, who was in his 50s earlier this year uh, due to a, actually due to a alcoholism, I learned in the process. That's a very that was a painful moment for her and we're going through it. I mean, her focus is not on, am I beating this goal by 1% or two, you know, she has some much deeper life events, you know, someone who's already accumulated enough. They're still worried. Do they have enough, but, or to pay for their care, but maybe now they're thinking about their legacy and passing that on to future generations, not just their money, but their values, their way of thinking, Will this money that I'm passing along, will that help their lives? Will that hurt their lives? I mean, sometimes, you know, second generation found money is, can be very different than first generation earned money. Uh, other times, though, those interests and values can be aligned and, and they assume the stewardship role. So I'm not sure if that's getting at your question, but we I've learned through and a, a lot through the process I've engaged with you is really just asking much deeper questions. If somebody's hyper focused on returns, uh, you know, what are they really driving at? And, and perhaps that's not the best fit for me because that hyper focus just purely on returns. I, I don't know what that's serving, but it becomes sort of a commoditization commoditization kind of thing so mm -hmm. what if someone can do 0.25 better than me you know are they going to meet you know and no one can consistently do that we so we cannot control that we can make good choices but i very much involve my clients in the choices i give them a number of choices we explain our recommendations we let them make the choice this is not a take it or leave it kind of thing they have to agree with it so they they're buying into this, but we're trying to educate. So there's never a sales process that the only thing we're really asking anyone to buy into is our process. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, very good process that we're enhancing all the time. You know, in the same way, I would want my doctor to be right on the cutting edge of figuring out the new developments and knowing how to deploy them right away for my benefit, um, which, which I think they do a good job at generally, but they're also hit with being overscheduled and not having a lot of time to maybe do some research or things that, you know, aren't immediate in nature. So um, we walk through this, you know, people through this uh, after a lot of deep questions, they're usually, it's really not the performance. And we, we do very well for performance results are really important to us. 
but I'd much rather focus on what are the key drivers? What are they trying to get at? Where are they trying to go? What kind of performance do we need? So, so lately mm-hmm. we've seen short-term interest rates shoot up at possibly one of the fastest rates I've ever seen, if, if not ever. So we had some folks where, um, you know, there are goals and, and some of their risk tolerances. We can already hit those levels with these increased levels of yield uh, with pretty low risk. I mean, the thing is inflation is out there and that, that's been giant, but we walk them through that process or why would you take on this risk? You know, what, what does it mean in a relative sense? Um, a lot of people want to, they want to stay wealthy too, or they want to keep their corpus intact and grow it to beat inflation, have income, but pass on a legacy. So we think through all that. If someone is super just focused on returns or they want to feel better at the cocktail party that they picked the <laughs> latest uh, internet or God knows what it is today, a cannabis stock or my goodness, th- those are a disaster, but you know, or cryptocurrency, sure. they might not be a, a real good fit for us. Um, yeah. So we're very careful. I had a recent introduction to a pretty high net worth person who's going through a marital separation um and we spent a lot of time they have a lot of issues with very concentrated uh stock in one position that's not not super liquid uh some other other positions where the ex-spouse had made some very poor choices in um cruise lines and stuff like that so we we walked them through the tax process some of the changes all the things we could do um, the whole scope, there, there was a bit of a focus on performance, which was a bit concerning. We're still in discussions trying to determine if there's a good fit. I, th- I think we could add an enormous amount of value, but we're really looking for folks who, who um, ultimately those that empower us fully, mm-hmm. I mean, we're able to serve very, very well. And if people, so, you know, I've seen cases where they've split it between two financial advisors. And I, I advised this person that I, you know, pricing wise, we're not going to be as good. I don't think that's going to serve you as well. Um, that's like having, you know, two or three dentists, you know, what, what's the point? I think someone would be better served by one team or one process that they really have a high degree of trust in. Um, but we think through these things and we, um, I just feel very grateful for the relationships I've had and the people I work with. And um, the reality is at this stage of my career, I don't really have to do this anymore. I get to do this and I'm really grateful for that. And I um, I'll be the first to say, I'm not trying to just grow this giant. I just really want very high value relationships with folks. We care a lot about, we're doing everything for, and you can't do that for everybody. So that's why the emphasis right. is on a fit process. And it makes, you know, we've really been through 2008 together. We've seen losses of spouses, you know, COVID, diagnoses, dementia, um, pretty much you name it. And so you don't want to engage with everyone on that level, but certain people you're a little bit going to battle with and they don't interestingly a lot of these sometimes even some higher net worth people you'd think they would have all these contacts all these people they don't always have that many people in their life that are super engaged that they can trust so 
you know, we, um, we consider our role really vital and we introduce other professionals too. I have a value added support team and I can bring in others, uh, but everything is consultative. Everything is um, what we call fiduciary, but we're just trying to give really good advice, just like we would give to a family member or a friend. Um, everything is purely um, advice driven and we spot a lot of issues. So we'll bring mm-hmm. issues and solutions up. Long-term care is one that has come up quite a bit lately. I see a lot of folks, maybe competitors, kind of position as a product, that kind of thing. It, it's it's really, we spend a ton of time on the education. Uh, we can do any product out there. It's about finding the right fit, maybe, maybe taking care of a need, but not over-insuring them, but getting this done optimally. They often bring it up, and oftentimes it's people who... Uh, may be caring for an aging parent now and they don't want to be a burden going forward. They'd like to start thinking about it. So those are, you know, amongst the things, and that's not really, you know, performance driven. That's, that's sort of needs based and risk and and thinking about their estate in the long run. But those are all things we, we engage in and we're looking for, we work well with people who kind of want that comprehensive look at things and just pure advice and we uh we educate really well on what their choices are and what we what our recommendations are but they're they're in the driver's seat so yeah yeah and and i can tell robert in just the dealings that i've had with you um again when it comes to the planning aspect of things you know you you had touched on a moment ago um you know pricing and fees and 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 what people are really looking for and what that comes down to in my mind is value it's perceived value what are people really looking for in an engagement with an advisor like yourself because everything comes down to fees in today's world i mean people are being yeah. inundated with this online we're seeing tv advertisements no cost this no load funds you know no 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 trade commissions things like that but again it's what what are you looking for as an individual i mean if you're looking for guidance that that's not going to exist in that world and i i i think you deliver so much of value and just your experiences talking about your engagements with your clients and what you've seen before. And I don't want to, you know, belabor the point with long-term care, but again, I've heard, you know, of, of others too, that sometimes it's too late when we start talking about this because until it becomes personal to that individual where, where they've seen yeah. mom or dad go through something like that, then all of a sudden it becomes real to them, just like with anything in life. And now they want to start talking about it because personally it's affected them. And this is where you provide value and expertise. You've been there, you've seen it, you've seen what individuals and families have gone through. So again, that's added value that you bring that others may not be able to bring. So again, a a lot of what you're saying here is, is the added value in which you provide as part of your process, you are looking at it through a lens. And when people look through a lens, what are they hopeful for? They're hopeful for things to become more clear to them. And you provide that clarity, which I think leads to more comfort, which will then provide somebody confidence 
and moving forward into the future. And I think what your process does is it not only helps individuals with what is important to them today, I think it provides a focus on what may be important to them in the future and that whole importance of planning. So there's a lot of value added services that you provide to your clients, a lot of them behind the scenes that they may not even see. It's just scratching the surface. Um, and I know you and I've had this conversation before. It's like an iceberg. We we only see the very tip. There's so many things that you provide to your clients throughout the life of the, you know, throughout the life of the relationship. And, uh, you know, m- maybe you can touch on some of those things that you and I have discussed that you provide to you, the client experience above and beyond what a lot of other advisors, you know, across the country do for their clients. I think you're unique in that, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a great question. That's what people want is value for sure. Mm-hmm. It can be diff- It can be challenging. You know, we're not selling washers and dryers or toasters here or a product. You know, it's a little <laughs> bit more of an intangible product. But um, I mean, there's sometimes it's super clear, like someone will set up a retirement account and we'll, you know, right off the bat, we'll save them $125,000 in taxes. I mean, and charge them a few thousand dollars. That's pretty clear to see the value. You know, that's mm-hmm. a slam dunk. On the long-term care you you brought up or that process, uh, one where we just we just put it in place for a client, a, uh, a client and her husband, they're both clients, um, a couple months ago, they had been discussing long-term care. They are caring for, or she is caring for her aging parents Uh, They had actually received and been pretty far down the process with someone else. I guess he's more of an insurance agent and it actually applied for uh, some specific policies. But at the end of the day, they asked me to take a look at it. The reality is they really didn't understand these policies. They didn't know if they were a good thing, um, the appropriate, if they were optimized. Um, So we walked them through a process um, she listens to the podcast. So if you're listening, I, I hope this, you agree with this and I'll try and be careful <laughs> how I phrase it, but she's a, a very, very bright woman. She's a PhD researcher, leading institution, you know, in this country, in the world. She, she didn't ask just a lot of wonky, nerdy analytical questions. These were important questions to get it right. We went through multiple conversations, probably six you know, very detailed explanations, pure, purely educational to get her to understand what we were talking about, the differences and make her clear of what was available. So at the end of the day, she really got it and what made sense for her and her family, et cetera. And we were able to get that put in place. But there's an awful lot of value as opposed to the prior process. She was presented with some policies you know, I think there was some pressure put to to, you know, to do the things, but she didn't feel comfortable. And in reality, we found a way to make it much more optimal and we took the time. So I think there was a lot of value added there. So, yeah, um, you know, and honestly, if someone has anxiety walking them through that or coming in and dealing with adult children who may be serving as a power of attorney and, uh, no offense to the attorneys, but sometimes I have to explain that I can get that done and deploy that whole thing. And we're not going to send a bill 
Um, not picking on attorneys, but sometimes their bills yeah. at their <laughs> hourly rates are are pretty substantial. We can do a lot of that stuff um, and get the result without a big bill. There's value, but now someone's, you know, someone else, their adult child is is watching and they're involving and they're making their life easier. Pretty hard to put a value on that. So if we can help them sleep well at night, if somebody's got anxiety about the markets, about everything, the direction of the economy or the, the country or the level of debt or whatever it is, or inflation or, or the simple, is this going to be enough? We can give them a very straightforward uh, conversation and dialogue and help them understand the dynamics and um you know, and someone yeah. who's we the podcast is the the millionaire next door, the overnight twenty five year success story. So, um, you know, we do have a lot of folks that come where they are. You know, they have. Uh, I had to explain to a client, believe it or not, um, a uh, a couple months ago it was kind of a new client engaging. You know how we work with the millionaire next door, the overnight twenty five year success story, and she was like, "Oh, I'm not this millionaire yet," and I'm like you know, I'm looking at your assets and the statement and I see seven figures. You're a millionaire. <laughs> and it's sort of, mm -hmm. she sort of was like, you're right. <laughs> Just don't see myself in that light. <laughs> but, but where I'm going is if someone, if, if we take the time, if it's these little steps, but done over many uh, increments and it gets them to that place in life, that's a giant value. You know, what are, there sure. were some small, charges or remuneration along the way to get them there but we got up to the goal so it's tough to put a price on that but uh Absolutely. we you know we focus on the value we want people we're really looking for lifelong relationships for people who appreciate what we do and our process and um you know we we largely have that we keep almost everybody occasionally somebody makes a change um, but we're trying to demonstrate the value and we're always happy to, to explain that to folks. But a lot of times uh, we'll have conversations and ask some of the, ask about what's been the most powerful thing we've done for them over time. And sometimes it has nothing to do with the performance or something else. It could be some other moment in life that we did something for them that really was hugely valuable that sure. let them move forward. So some kind of a multifaceted, hard to explain um, concept, but we're, we're pretty mindful and I'm trying to deliver many orders of magnitude, maybe seven or eight times uh, value of versus what we charge. So, um, you know, we, we, we charge very fair, but um, we're really trying to, we're also trying to, I guess the whole point of this podcast and, and diving under the hood here, this might be, a good point to kind of tie connect some dots here, but let them know we're constantly working on improving the process, making it a little bit better all the time with better results, a smoother process that they understand better, communicating that better. And we're not complacent, just resting on our laurels and doing it the way we have done right. because we've had success in the past. So I, I would argue we're not going to change our pricing or charge more in the future, we're, but we're always going to be working on ourselves, on our team, on our internal processes that serve the clients. So technically, they're getting much better value all the time. 
and we're we're kind of like a Formula One team out there. We are just constantly trying to dial it up, and and probably are we hope we assume our competitors are as well. I doubt most of them go to the lengths to work as hard as we do on that process. But if they they do, I completely tip my hat off to them. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be the guy who doesn't put in that work behind the scenes to be ready. And if I, if it can help me help someone in ways that I might not have been capable of a few years ago, that's great. That's, that's what we're looking for. So yeah. And it really is. Yeah, it does. (laughs) It does, Robert. And it really is. It's those small incremental changes and tweaks that you make over time to your practice that have a compound effect over time as a direct benefit to your clients. And, you know, I, I, as, as I've said before, you know, small hinges swing big doors. Mm -hmm. And I think by you making these small changes and tweaks over time, your clients are going to see, you know, changes in their interactions with you and what it is you're able to provide through your process. So I applaud you for all the hard work that you do you know, every time that you and I get together, we have great conversation about how we can always make ourselves better and how you're making yourself better, your practice better, your process better. And it's all as a direct benefit to your clients. And I know you and I have had this conversation as well. I I, I know you've had conversations with clients, you know, that that you're you're not okay with the status quo. You're you're wanting to know you know, why they value the relationship that they have with you. What are some things that, you know, that, that, that you could do to better the experience that they're having with you. And I, I, I always applaud advisors for taking the time to get their clients involved in this process too, because the, these are the folks that you're engaging with day in and, and day out. And like you said before, it's just not about you being an advisor. It truly is about the experience that these people are having with you because I believe that you interact with your clients as a true partnership. And that's another value that I think you bring to the table and that most of your clients, I'm sure, are very appreciative of. So I think this was really insightful today, Robert, too, for your listeners and for your clients to learn about the different things that you and I have been working on and the fact that you understand that you always need to be working on what it is you do, working on the profession, working on your game, so you can be playing at the highest level possible for your clients. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's exactly what we're doing. And you, you and your team have been super helpful. Um, I don't know that everyone notices that difference, but it's apparent to me. And the you talk about these subtle tweaks, but a lot of times, if you introduce enough of them, they start stacking to where you get mm-hmm. get a real meaningful benefit. So today, um, I hadn't even thought of this until one of our engagements in a, a, about 30 days ago. And I said, this would be great just to give folks, clients, uh, maybe some of our listeners and audience and whatnot, an inside peek at the, under the hood. All you know, It's sort of like we're tearing down the engine and rebuilding it. It was running great but we might learn something each time or make it a little bit better. And we're willing to put that work in. And we do, we do find little things that can be enhanced all the time. So we're, that's a, that's a driver for me. I like to be better than my formal self all the time. I'm always working on things. So, and that, that's part of what people um, 
I don't know. They always understand that, but I'm, I'm letting folks know that's a bit how I operate and an expectation they should expect from me. Cause that's what drives me. And, uh, again, I would want my doctor, my mechanic, um, you know, attorney CPA to always be a better version of themselves, say every tax season, every year, because they're more dialed in and they're, they're better able to serve their clients. That's so that, right. that's the goal. And we're really doing the work. And sometimes we introduce it to clients to let them know. Sometimes I think it just gets integrated into our process. Other times they're like, wow, we really see it. And, or I just see that it makes them easier to, um, to interact with us and give us direction on the best ways to serve them. So thanks for everything. We'll be continuing on. Maybe we have, we've run on kind of long here, but uh, maybe we need a part two and a, you know, several <laughs> months down the line to be always willing to do that. I appreciate it. It's been great. And the process has helped enormously. I'm a huge advocate of, uh, of coaching. And if you have to go pay for it, fortunately, you know, hopefully you can afford it, but I, I'm a bit of a coach myself, not a bit, I'm a full on coach, but um, finding the right coaches. And I'm very particular about who I'll let uh, sort of uh, guide me in that process. But if I find the right ones, I'm, I'm completely all in and you guys are great. And this has helped. And I think it's serving um, all the folks I work with and I'm, I'm just really grateful for it. So thanks. Well, to thanks you. Robert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 again, I, I appreciate the time today. And I think it's always a benefit for your listeners to learn about what it is you're doing behind the scenes. Um, and again, always sharpening what it is that you do as a direct benefit to your clients. So you've been a true student um, in, in, in working on these things. And um, I, I firmly believe that that your clients value the fact that you do take the time to do these things. So it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. And again, I appreciated the opportunity to uh, be a guest on your show today. Fantastic, Mike. Thanks. And we, we've got a lot of uh, really great guests too, but I, this was a highlight for me and I, I just thank you so much for being here. So. Absolutely. So, Thanks, Robert. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All so right, much, gentlemen, let me jump in here just to say, uh, Robert, episode 12, I believe discusses your fit process. So listeners can go there to episode 12 and Robert, how can listeners reach you? Uh, Patrice, by all, all the normal means, I would say the best thing is, frankly, just to email me, rcurtis, C-U-R-T-I-S-S, at S-E-I-A dot com. Uh, I, I do have a presence on LinkedIn, on Facebook. You're welcome to reach out to me there or call my office, look at my firm's website. But any of those would be best. Probably simple old email would be the best way to do that. Yep. Great. Mike, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Patrice. Follow this podcast for the newest episodes and, of course, share with others that you care about. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to the Millionaire Next Door podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Signature Estate and Investment Advisors, or Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.